loves good love land. there and welcome to a brand new episode of what's good loveland your source for arts entertainment and culture in loveland colorado it's me your hospitable host and goofy guide dan boblitz jr how are you today it's friday friday october 14th uh, there's a lot of great things coming up this week, which we'll talk about. The weekend is right here. We're about to slide right into the weekend. Hopefully it goes smoothly for everybody. Hopefully you've got all kinds of fun things coming up. Uh, we have a great show today for you. Again, like I said, there's a lot of great upcoming events that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. The guest today, Michael Capshaw, joined me. He is the singer-songwriter, uh, lead singer for Space Monkeys from the Future, which is a seven-piece band here in Loveland, Colorado. And uh, he was a great guest. He, you know, he also hosts a lot of the open mics in the Loveland area, so he's very in tune and connected to the music scene here in Loveland. He knows a lot of the musicians. Uh, we talk about the open mics, we talk about uh, the talent in this town, and we talk about his band, Space Monkeys from the Future, and how it evolved into a seven-piece band. Uh, so it was a great conversation. He's a busy fella. I mean, like I said, he has three open mics that he hosts now, two are weekly, one's monthly, and he's on the verge of uh, starting a new one. So we might have four open mics, which we talked a little, about, little bit about in the show so busy guy so he but he took the time to come into the studio and talk to me and i'm very appreciative of that so that's what's coming up on the show today and uh if you see michael out and about today go wish him a happy birthday because today is his birthday and uh yeah this episode just happens to be coming out on his birthday so that's pretty cool so if you see michael out and about and loveland somewhere wish him a happy birthday if you're friends with him uh, on the Facebook, send him a nice little Facebook message. If you're a really good friend of Michael's and you have his phone number, call him and wish him a happy birthday. Some of my friends did that for my birthday. My birthday was Tuesday, and I had a couple old friends that had called me to wish me a happy birthday, and that was really cool and unexpected. It really made my day. Uh, but I actually did my celebrating. Like I said last week, I was going to celebrate on Friday, and I did. I had a great birthday. Uh, thanks for asking. I'm glad you. I'm glad you want to know what I did for my birthday. But it was great. It was great. I went out to dinner. My partner took me out to dinner. We went to the Osaka Hibachi Japanese Steakhouse. It was amazing. If you haven't been to a Hibachi Grill. They cook your food right in front of you. You sit at the grill, and they cook the food. They do tricks with their tools, and if they're like our chef, they crack a little bit. They crack some jokes. Uh, shout out to Chef John. It was fantastic. Did a great job. Kept. Uh, it was very entertaining, not just with the cool tricks, but with the funny little jokes that he was telling while he was doing the cooking and uh, the conversation. So that was a fun time. Then after my dinner, I went over to Big Beaver Brewing, my favorite brewing uh, brewery here in Loveland, and uh, had a couple craft beers. And then I did what I said I was going to do. I went to the office and I did karaoke, and it was a great time. 
I had some drinks, I had some shots, I got a little tipsy, I sang some songs, I met some friends, it was a good time. And I got home safe because I'm responsible, and you should be too. And you're going out and having a few drinks, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you get home safe. Call a lift, call an Uber, uh, take a cab, or do what I do, uh, or what I did, and just get in a car with a stranger. Uh, Okay, maybe don't do that, but that's kind of what I did. I wasn't a complete stranger. I met some new friends at the office, and at the end of the night, my my new friend Donald, his dad came to pick him up, him and his friend that he was with. He was, you know, being the sober driver for them. He came and picked them up, and then uh, they offered to give me a ride, my and my partner a ride home. So we took it. So and we got home safe because here I am doing this podcast. So shout out to Donald and your dad Chuck for giving us a ride home from the office. I thank you for that. That was great. So. Again, a lot of great things coming up this week, so I think we should just get into this. So here's what's coming up this week. Things to do in Loveland. Here are this week's What's Good Loveland upcoming events. Loveland Downtown Beer Week continues through Saturday, October 15th. Friday, October 14th at Desk Chair Events from 6 to 8 p.m. It's the Downtown Beer Week Rooftop Tasting Event. From 6 to 11 p.m., Harrington Arts Alliance Haunted House of Horrors is taking place at the Promenade Shops at Centira. Over at the Ball Joint from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., it's a boy band spectacular. The Backstreet Boys, in sync. NKOTB, a DJ tribute dance party. At CJ's Patio Grill, 10-Year Echo will be playing from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Out at the Chilson Recreation Center from 7 to 9 p.m., it's the dive-in movie, Luca. Out at Savage Woods, take a creepy walk in the woods from 7 to 11 p.m. Saturday, October 15th, from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. at Backyard Tap, it's bar lifting. That's right, lift weights, drink beer. From 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. at the Colorado Coffee Company at the Foundry, Celtic Music and Coffee. From 4.30 to 6.30 p.m., the Boyd Lake State Park Trunk or Treat. At 7.30 p.m., the Bruce Cook Band will be taking the stage at Black and Blues Music and Brews, and they'll be playing till 10 p.m. The Loveland Opera Theater presents Brigadoon by Lerner and Lowe from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Rialto Theater. Tuesday, October 18th, the Loveland Fishing Club Monthly Meeting will be taking place from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. at the Chilson Senior Center. Wednesday, October 19th, the Sweetheart Winery Event Center presents live music with Dave Beagle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Over at Colorado Champion Sports Cafe, play trivia from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Thursday, October 20th, from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Loveland Museum, you can take the Day of the Dead Altar Workshop. And that's a wrap on this week's What's Good Loveland upcoming events. Wow. As always, there are so many things to do here in Loveland, Colorado and the surrounding areas. I hope that uh, you go and do something fun this weekend. I don't get it. Well, I'm doing something fun. I just don't get to do something fun here in Loveland because I will be in Plano, Texas for the Plano Comedy Festival. Shameless plug. 
Uh, if you're listening and you happen to be in Plano, Texas, uh, come see his show. Uh, <laughs> I doubt anybody listening to a, a podcast in Loveland, Colorado uh, is going to be in Plano. But who knows? It's a small world. That could happen. Or maybe you have uh, friends or family in Plano, Texas, and you can tell them to go check out the Plano Comedy Festival. I don't know. But, again, a lot of great events coming up this week, especially with Halloween right around the corner. The Haunted House sounds fun. The Spooky Trail, that sounds fun. Trunk or Treat for the kids, that sounds pretty fun. Lots of great things to do this week. If you have an event that you would like featured on this podcast, all you need to do is send me the information. You can email it to me uh, over at whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. Again, the email is whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. Send over your event details. I would be happy to feature it on an upcoming episode of What's Good Loveland. All right, I think that's all we got to do for this intro and the business, and uh, let's get into this conversation with Michael Capshaw from Space Monkeys from the Future. It's amazing with entertainment, especially nowadays. I don't know if you've noticed it in music, but I've definitely noticed it in comedy that... It doesn't seem like the gigs, like more and more venues want to pay less. Yeah. Be, you know, because of, I suppose, the economic impact that the, COVID the definitely COVID had. But, but it's it's time to not use that anymore. <laughs> well, no, I agree. That's a terrible excuse. Yeah. I, I mean, if it wasn't for live performance, people wouldn't be coming to your establishment necessarily. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's why people hire bands and they hire karaoke DJs and they hire regular DJs and, and comics because they want that to be what brings people in to then spend money. Right. Those people need to make a living. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I can't imagine like with a band because you have a seven piece band. We just added our seventh member. A seventh member. That's a huge band. Cause, and, and that's not a very good split, you no. know. Even if you get like a thousand dollars, that's that like a hundred dollars each, barely. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little more, but we we don't usually play with the full seven. Uh, our the newest guy, Christian, is plays all the instruments, um, mm-hmm. and we're gonna work him in kind of slowly. He's a really good solo singer songwriter, and so we're gonna have him do that kind of as part of our set just kind of weave it in and out Mm -hmm. and adam nobody my bass player uh he uh he does a loop set that's really incredible yeah i've seen him do his own thing yeah yeah, which is a was incredible to watch i was like wow that's one of the reasons i wanted to start this podcast and talk to like the people in the arts here because i was just blown away by how talented so much talent there is how many talented people there are here in Loveland. I was just like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> this is amazing. It's, it's, it's almost <laughs> weird. I've, I've done open mics in many different cities, and usually there's a couple people that are like pretty good. Mm-hmm. At the ones that we're doing downtown, there's 10 or 15 people that are really good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've been to a couple of the mics that you've hosted, and I was just like, what is this? Like the one mic. 
that East End that you did was like full on bands. I was like, this is not any music open mic I've ever been to because usually it's just a singer songwriter type of situation, not full on bands coming in and jamming. It was more of a jam session than uh, than an open mic. <laughs> it, it, it feels more like a live music. It does. Uh, like you're get like I, I feel like most people should should pay to see that much talent or, or not should but would yeah well you're not wrong on either they should and they probably would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I totally agree it's like you go into a place like that and see something like that and it's like this is criminal that this is free what's going on here <laughs> yeah but again it, it helps you know with live entertainment having those opportunities to be able to perform in front of a crowd and test something out to make sure it works and see how an audience responds to it absolutely so there I mean there's definitely the advantages of that how did you get into hosting all the open mics because you you host at least three i don't maybe more but it's i know you do three, three. yeah i'm probably going to do another one soon that's a sober open mic for people who don't want to go and be around the bar scene um but i got into it just by going to the open mics and uh became good friends with joe o'brien a phenomenal local musician and uh when he when covid happened he had to super isolate. Um, mm -hmm. and he was like, do you want to take the open mic? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Yep. And then after that Weston, um, actually I think I started at Weston first, uh, just showing up. Um, and, uh, Tanner Fussell, who's on the voice right now, him and I were asked by Chris at West End if we'd host, and we did. And then when Tanner moved, he it was just me. And mm -hmm. just being around the music scene really opened up a lot of doors and doing open mics and getting my name out there and meeting all the other musicians. Yeah. No, it's a good way to I, – I do the same thing when I move to a new area. It's the same thing for comedy. Try to go hit the comedy open mics and network with people yeah. and meet the other people in the area. Because, uh, yeah, you need those connections, especially – and I suppose especially for music if you're you're building a band. Are you from Loveland? or I, my, I think you moved here, right? Yeah, I'm said? originally from southern Oklahoma, grew, born and raised, went uh, graduated East Central University in Oklahoma, worked in Stillwater for about a year, and realized I needed to be not in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so then what brought you to Colorado? You just decided that – I've always vacationed here as even as a small child, my grandparents would bring me up and I, I just love the mountains. And when I was 18, had this trip, uh, with my dad. And as I was leaving, I was like looking back thinking, why does that feel more like home than Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I graduated college, I started putting feelers out and checking different, different places and I, I I applied to jobs in every city up and down Front Range, but I had like three interviews with um, in, all in Colorado Springs. So mm -hmm. that's where I, I lived the first six years or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, and you started in Colorado. So then how'd you, how did you end up here in Loveland then? How did you go from Colorado Springs up here to, to Loveland? God, I think. <laughs> um, it, I was needing to find a new place. Mm -hmm. I had a sweet spot in Longmont, a 
sweet friend let me stay in her place. She worked out of town and, but my dogs, I have two dogs and a kid, one kid at the time. And she was coming back and she needed me to find a new place. Mm -hmm. And again, I I was looking everywhere because it's expensive. Oh, it absolutely is. And I was replying to ads on everything mm-hmm. and even the like low budget apartments I couldn't afford. Uh, yeah, I believe uh, that. That's, that's one thing that's a, a sad thing. Like people are getting priced out of their, their towns and stuff. It's unfortunate. But one guy I messaged on messenger was just like, if you're a single dad, I want to help you out. And that was Loveland, and I lived there for a couple years. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's that's amazing, and it's good to to know that there's people out there that are you know like that that are kind enough to be like, hey, I want to help you in this situation because because yeah. it's tough to find places. We had a that, that's why we ended up in Loveland is because we were actually looking in Denver and we just couldn't find a place that was within our budget. You right. know, like people were just buying and renting properties like like crazy like they were overpaying for them and we're like we're just a regular couple we we, you know we don't have extra money to go (laughs) we're just trying to find a place to live (laughs) this isn't like an investment situation we just need a place to live (laughs) and we had a heck of a time so we ended up up you know her job she gets to telework so she doesn't have to go to the office as often as we thought she was going to. So that allowed us to extend our reach, which nice. was great. Cause then, you know, somebody suggested Loveland and we came up here and just hung out for a day and we were like, this is, this town's amazing. And then we immediately started looking for places. I, I here. love it. <laughs> I, I'll probably always live here. Yeah. I could, I could see why. I mean, it is a great, it's a great place. I, I've definitely enjoyed my, my time here. Now you're, You've been hosting the open mics. That's you know you kind of got into it just by going to the mics and being involved in the scene. Now you you're also in a band, the Space Monkeys from the Future. That's right. That's that's a fun name for a band, uh, especially a band that has seven <laughs> members in it. You do you guys do mostly originals or is it a, kind of a mix? Yeah, what we're we're an original band for the most part mm-hmm. we do we do about 6 covers and then we as a band we have about 25 or so originals that oh, wow. that I wrote and the and I go to the band and like this is a song everybody listen and then they're all such phenomenal musicians that we just sit there and after yeah. a few minutes it's like wow that's what I had in my head but I couldn't do it you know I, mm-hmm. I'm a singer songwriter play a little bit of rhythm guitar um but my band members are all just phenomenal musicians. Mm-hmm. No, what kind of what kind of what what genre of music would you call your band? It's really hard to <laughs> to put in a, a genre. I I call it folk rock. Oh, okay. Um, it would be the closest. Yeah, it's it, it gets pretty rock and roll when the lead guitars are are, are just shredding. Um, but I I'm from Southern Oklahoma and had a a folky you know, mm-hmm. upbringing and Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, you know, that kind of stuff. So those are some good influences. <laughs> Bob Dylan's my favorite songwriter. Yeah. Uh, most people have done his songs and made them better than he did. 
I hope that's me someday. People are like, yeah, he's a good songwriter, and look at all these other people playing his music now. But yeah, that that's a good that's a good dream and good goal to have. That's uh, now when you're writing a song, when you're coming up with uh, a new song, like like where do you look for inspiration? Like how do you decide that? Oh, this is what I want to write a song about, and then write it. I I almost never sit sit down and write a song. Um, usually a lyric comes into my head and I get my pen and paper out and it, it usually just flows right out. Mm -hmm. I've never like sat down and pain, painstakingly 25 minutes written a song, like lyrics out. The lyrics come first. Oh, okay. So you, you, you write the lyrics first mm -hmm. and then, then it usually, uh, occasionally I'll be playing something, some chord progression and I'll just, Oh I like that, and but usually the lyrics come first, and uh, occasionally there's some other stuff. One time, I heard a song use a bunch of numbers, and I was like, "Wow, that took up like two minutes of that song just by numbers." So I was, I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I don't know if I'm gonna go to heaven or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I, it's a song called 13 Reasons Why I Should Die." I joke and on stage, I always say, this is my mom's favorite song, 13 Reasons Why I Should Die. <laughs> oh, wow. That's uh, that's one thing that's fun, too, with, with music as, you know, you see that because I'm a comedian. So like watching, you know, because musicians have that opportunity because they can have that banter with the crowd before right. they do songs and stuff, mm -hmm. which is a great it's almost like, in my eyes, it's like an open mic for comedy. Where it's like you get that opportunity, you can throw it out there. Some of the stuff will work, some of it won't. <laughs> yeah, right. And if it doesn't work, it's not a big deal because you just play the song and then they forget about it. Yep, next song. <laughs> <laughs> just move on to the next song and we're all good. We're all good. That's awesome. Give them some Johnny Cash, they'll forget all about that. <laughs> just got to know what just got to know what to give them. <laughs> yeah. And when you so you usually just like a lyric or something pops in your your head and then you you write it out. When you're working on a song, you know, once you have that thought and you start working out the lyrics, how long do you usually spend? How long does it take to take it from the idea, writing the lyrics and then turning it into a fully produced song? Usually it's very quickly to get a general idea, mm -hmm. but it takes, I mean, we probably practice a song 20 times at least before we play it live. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it, and it grows and changes and morphs uh, into kind of a, I don't really think any songs of mine are final. I think that they're all kind of fluid and I could come up with a new verse some, someday and say, okay, that's, that's going in, you know, but I'd say probably about a month, mm -hmm. um, to get it to that point where it's pretty much what I, what I envision in my head. Mm -hmm. And then ready to go take it to the stage yeah. and try it out. Yeah. That's, uh, so what, so obviously you have a, you know, love of music or you wouldn't be doing it, but what kind of got you into music and what inspired you to start this band and then continually grow the band? Because <laughs> I don't imagine it started with seven members. No. Um, 
my mom uh, it has a beautiful voice, and she sang to me all the time. And so I naturally just uh, sang as well. And then in church, like as a, I think I was four the first time I sang in church in front oh, wow. of in front of a crowd. And me and my sister sang a, a, a duet. So music was always in 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 the ha- in the house and in the home. I was I, I have a degree in counseling and worked in the field for ten years. Uh, working for a company, I got up to eleven dollars and ninety seven cents an hour oh, after wow. six years in the same company. And I told them I wanted twelve, and they gave me a raise to eleven ninety seven, and I. I, I gave him six months' notice because I'm I was the only one that knew how to do like most of the important paperwork. Mm-hmm. I said bring somebody in, I'll train them. Then I moved to Longmont and um, worked private um, and actually got paid much better. But I was getting burnt out, and I what I love to do is music. It, it always was to sing. I was in plays and musicals as in high school and. Then I was in Boulder, and I I had been playing guitar for about five years or so at the time, and this guy from couch surfing kind of like moved into my micro apartment. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but he was he wanted he had a dream of playing drums because his father who had passed away was a drummer, so I went out and bought a drum set, and we started jamming away, and he's actually the one that. Uh, called me a space monkey. We we're, were jamming and he looked at me. He's like, you're just a space monkey. And I was like, you're dang right I am. I was like, that's a good band name. And I looked it up and there's a band from like England or something in the 90s called Space Monkey. And I was like, well, I'm Space Monkeys from the future. Because I always saw a bigger band. I never, I would have never dreamed until last, a couple of weeks ago, I had, a, I literally had a dream that we got our seventh member. Um, but I, at that time, I would have never dreamed I would have a, a full band, and I was thinking solo stuff. Um, so, with your band now that it's up, to, you know, you've grown to seven members. What, like, how, how, how many instruments, or how many different instruments are in the band? Like, I, I mean, imagine you have a bass and guitar and drums, but do you have like other uh, instruments outside of that? Or we we have two drummers. Okay, and I feel kind of bad because all these bands are like, I need just need a drummer, just need a drummer. I'm like, well, you can't have one of mine. But <laughs> I'm not sharing. <laughs> that's not really true. Uh, most of most of my band members are in other projects, and yeah. I, I tell them like, please go play other projects so you can make more money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, we have two lead guitars. I play acoustic guitar mostly. I, I I play electric sometimes, but just rhythm. And uh, Adam, nobody on bass. He also has his keyboard that we're trying to work some of his original music into our set. E- either he just where it flows, where he he opens and then we transition into, or I, I what I really want to do is start learning and working on the other band members' original songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's tricky because you have to, all right, which ones fit? Yeah. But he, he has a keyboard that has he can program to do all kinds of sounds and whatnot. And so the two drummers and all the guitars and bass 
did have Allie Moreau play sax and keys previously. Uh, that was a really fun project. That's um, those songs are the ones that are on Spotify, and that we actually went into a studio and. Oh, right on! They're awesome. I, I don't think it's quite representative of who we are now, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'll ever. Well, never say never. I probably will someday go back and retract those. But we have all these other songs ready to to record when. I don't know when I decide to do it. I yeah, guess. when you get <laughs> when you have the time and the slack. Because I imagine you know you're you're the front person for a, a seven piece band. You, you play live. You host multiple open mics. It's like how and plus you got to re- have time to rehearse with your band to go do your live performance. It's like how do you have time for anything? Well, and I have two <laughs> boys and another one on the way. Oh yeah, okay, so, and family on top of all that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like a stay-at-home dad musician, kind of. It's it's actually the most wonderful thing. I would have never really pictured myself doing that, but I love it. You know, wake up, play with the boys, and then at night I go off and do my thing, and it just works out really well. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That It's great, too, that you're able to do that because a lot of uh, – it seems like a lot of people when they have kids, especially if they have kids at a younger age, they give up on their – you know, whatever their dreams might be. They give up because they think they have to raise their kid. I mean, they do have to raise their kid, but it's not something that's not, they're not mutually exclusive. You know, like you, you don't have to give up your dreams to raise your kids. You can still raise your kids and try to pursue. It might just take longer to get to the final destination of whatever your goal is, but you don't have to completely give up on it. And I feel like a lot of people do. There was a couple years uh, with my ex-wife where I'd, almost didn't play music at all. She had a medical condition and uh, needed a lot of help around the house in addition to my full-time job at the time. Uh, But, yeah, when when I first had Kevin, I was... uh, I I had a couple years where I didn't play much much Mm -hmm. music. Uh, you know, you you find time for what's important, and yep. for me, it's it's family and music, and then my dogs, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're like me, your dogs are family, so they <laughs> they're are, part of the, they're they part certainly of the family are. anyway. <laughs> they certainly are. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic! Yeah, how long have you had this band? Then I didn't realize you had stuff on uh spotify i thought this was a fairly new project but again i'm new to the area so to me it is a fairly new project about four years ago is when i started playing with peter uh the guy that called me a space monkey but uh he actually kept me from getting several places that i was going to try to live because he wanted to be there too oh yeah and one of the people said was all excited about me and getting to know me and having me rent. And then he came along and was like, well, can we get more dogs? And I was like, no, shh, 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 don't, <laughs> don't, we're not getting more dogs <laughs> ever. Uh, but, Two's enough. Two's a good number. <laughs> um, what, what was the question again? No, that's okay. I was, I was just asking about when you started the, your oh. band. Cause I thought it was a fairly new so, project. I, that was about four years ago, and he 
I I actually called the lady back and said, what if it's just me and my dogs and, and Kevin? She's like, that's perfect. Peter just kind of gave me the wrong vibes. I'm like, yeah, he kind of does that sometimes. Um, but then I started going to the open mics, and there were just so many available musicians that people would just hop up and play. And Joe O'Brien was like, I want to be your drummer. He said that one night in an open mic, and he already had a couple projects. I was like, whatever, Joe. Next week, he said it again, and I'm like, dude, you don't have time to do that, do you? He's like, yeah, I I really want to be your drummer. So Joe drummed with me for a while, and I don't know. I I don't even really remember exactly how it – I guess it was the pandemic um, why we didn't keep playing. We did a – right at the beginning of the pandemic, we did this big, like, live stream show Mm -hmm. with, like – sound going from the board into the computer, professional sound. And Tanner Fussell, again, was one of them. He played a set, and then I played a set with uh, Joe, and I think Tanner played some lead on on that set. And then Peyton and Rogan also, who were in the Joe O'Brien band, played with me. But then they all kind of isolated a little bit more than I had to. And... I, I I ran into, you know, the open mics and there were just all these musicians and this one guy was warned that I was a terrible person by an ex-girlfriend and he came to me and was like, I was told not to be your friend, but I wanted to come and check you, you know, get to know you and watch you do, you know, the open mic. And I think you're a great guy and I want to play bass for you. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, no, actually he wanted to play guitar for me but then he had a wild party night on some substances and he came out of that a bass player it was bizarre and he he came out of it a good bass player and really heavy like just a lot of energy um and that was about right at the beginning of the pandemic so 2020 um and we really got uh, Adam. Nobody played drums because Devin was on the bass. So Adam was at open mics. He's like, "I can play the drums." I'm like, "Really? Let's let's jam." And we jammed. And I was like, "You can play the drums really, really well." So he was our drummer. And then we met Allie at the open mics. Her brother Mitch um, sucked her into Loveland. Thank thank God. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, that's 2020, early early 2020. So we're we're not even two years in, and yeah. I I think it takes about four or five years as a band to really really get tight and established and a, a, a huge you know song list. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and you need I suppose you need to have a a pretty good song list or set list because a lot of places when they do hire you they want you to play two, three hours, yeah. you know, with maybe a break in between. Usually it's three just, with yeah. a break. Yep. Yeah. It's not like you can just go, well, this is what I'm doing. Play for an hour. We're done. <laughs> well, I've done that once or twice. Uh, <laughs> I, well, you wanted three hours. We gave you two forty-five in and a break and that's all the songs on my set list. So, <laughs> so we're done. Thanks <laughs> for coming. <laughs> But I think after two hours and 45 minutes, nobody's complaining about 15 minutes short. They better not. 
They better not. If you were supposed to play like a three-hour set and you only did 30 minutes, that's when people can get angry. <laughs> I mean, solo, I can play a three-hour set without stopping. I've, I've done it a few times, but... That sounds intense, especially I, for sing, be, singing, too. Like, that's that's a lot. It was on, like, Halloween a couple years ago in the, like, little square. I can't even remember what they call it. They have a maker's market there sometimes. It's just like a little side area downtown. Oh, okay. Um yeah, and it was not warm, and the cooler it gets, the the worse it. The guitar fingers, after like under sixty outside, it just starts to hurt more. Oh, yeah. That's one thing. I wish I could play more. More. Well, I say more instruments. Like I play some, <laughs> <laughs> and right there's like a lie. I don't play any. <laughs> I need to like step back a minute. And well, you can <laughs> anybody can sing, so you can say you. Well, you, I, I you can sing horribly. I, I your can voice get down, is an instrument. I can get down on some some karaoke. <laughs> not well though. Not well. Nobody needs that. <laughs> well, this has been great. We're gonna get start wrapping up. Uh, I got some stuff that I always. Uh, we're because this podcast focuses on Loveland. It focuses on the you know the arts and entertainment in mm-hmm. Loveland, but. One of the questions I'm starting to ask everybody is, what's your favorite hangout spot in Loveland? You know, it's recently changed. Um, I don't even know how to say it. Some people say Mahaffey. Some people say Mahaffey, the park over. There's a huge playground. It's epic. They even have like a little water thing that goes around it during the summer. And there's also a skate park, basketball courts, tennis courts um dog park dog park disc golf disc golf there's all these wonderful signs that give information about the area and the types of natural grass that the roots are deeper and it helps fight erosion i mean it's like an educational experience to walk around this place and it's right by my house so i do a four and a half mile walk from my house that wraps around the whole park and then I, I've been noticing just how how epic this park is, and I think it's. I know a lot of people that live in Loveland that don't know about it. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. We go there quite often. That's where we, one of our favorite places to take our dogs walking. I plan on renting out the pavilions in that little space by the pond to do a big summer music festival next year. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. It's. it's I want to. I want to get some big big national touring band to come in and then have some of the local bands get some, you know, because a lot of, a lot of Loveland hasn't heard 60% of the local bands. I, mean, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. I, which is, I mean, it, it makes sense because, you know, it's sometimes it's you, people just don't expect to have that in their backyard. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, Oh, when they think about good music, or talented musicians, you know, they don't think, oh, there could be that many right here in our town, unless they're out and part of that that scene. You know, I would have never thought that had I not went to some of the live entertainment, you know, like, mm-hmm. especially the open mics. That's yeah. what just, like, blew my mind. I was like, what? Where, I th- where I, am I? <laughs> I think you came to the one that I said into the microphone, this is the most talent I've ever seen in, a, in one room at one time. Period. Yeah, Mus- I, musical talent. I think that was the one you came to. Could very well be. I know there the well, and even though 
Because I went, to, I've been to a couple of your mics. I went to the one. The first one I went to was East End, and that I was again, I was shocked there because I was like, "Wow, this isn't an open mic. This is just a jam session. Just These a bunch like of bands, playing. full on bands are just playing right now." <laughs> and then I went to the one on at West End as well, and same thing. I was just like, "Wow, this is this is amazing. These are great, talented musicians. Just like mind blowing." So it's uh, it's good that we have that, and hopefully. You know, projects like this podcast help, you know, get people to go support live entertainment because there's such great live entertainment. We have great comedy shows Absolutely. that take place right here. Uh-huh. We've got great live music. We've got, you know, and not just live, like it's local talent. That's the other thing. It's local talent, local musicians, local comedians, local, you know, entertainment, local artists. And it's it's amazing. So. Uh, last thing, where can people find you online, you know, to direct people where you want them to go? Well, every Wednesday, seven to 11 ish, I do open mic at West End. So if you want to see me, you can come there every Thursday. I do it at East End Dale house and every third Tuesday of the month, I host a open mic at Tilted Barrel. Um, but Saturday we're playing Cheyenne four to seven at Blue Raven Brewery. And then on October 15th, uh, we're going to do a birthday sh- show. I, my birthday's the 14th, but we're going to... Oh, heck yeah, we're October babies. Yeah. Mine's the 11th. So. Nice. <laughs> Fellow Libra. That's right. <laughs> All right. But that, that birthday show is going to be at Canyon Grill up at Horsetooth Reservoir. It's a great outdoor spot. We're probably start a little early, like five-ish, and play until we get too cold. But oh, that'll be fun. I've got some friends, uh, Adam Dapkus, my buddy, is going to play some songs, and Christian Roberts, the newest band member, is going to do some solo stuff too. And we're probably going to have Adam do a loop station inside once it gets a little colder. Cool. And then for your um, your like for other shows, because I'm not sure if this will come out before that before the 14th. Actually, I think this comes out the day after. But that being said. Do you guys have your schedule on your website? Because you have a website. Um, I am working on that. <laughs> I have. I am not a web designer, but I I built the site and on my phone, mm-hmm. and I have a computer. I just need to sign in, and it's probably going to be way easier. Yeah. The other day, I was trying to hit upcoming shows and edit it in, and it just wouldn't let me. So, yeah. but we will we will have upcoming shows on the website. And that's spacemonkeysfromthefuture.com. Perfect. Well, thank you for uh, talking to me today. Oh, yeah. It's my pleasure. It's, it's, it was fun. Thank you. After that conversation, I hope you are highly encouraged to go check out one of the open mics here in Loveland, Colorado. You have plenty to choose from. They're absolutely free, which is criminal. You should have to pay high dollars to see that much talent at an open mic. But you don't. You get to go for free. Zero dollars. That's what's crazy about it. But it's a good time. And again, plenty of opportunities to go check out one of these open mics because you've got the weekly open mic every Wednesday over at the West End Lounge, every Thursday at the East End Ale House, uh, the third Tuesday of every month over at Tilted Barrel, 
and Michael's working on a fourth open mic. So there's lots of open mics that you can choose. And, you, you know, if you have a scheduling conflict with one day, there's another day. So there's plenty of opportunities. So you're running out of excuses to go check out these open mics. And again, there's so much talent. You're going to see music. You might see comedy. You might see spoken word. But you're going to see high talent. And it's high talent that is local talent. These are musicians that are based in and around Loveland, Colorado. And it is important that we support our local arts and entertainment. So go check out one of these open mics. Also, tomorrow, we talked a little bit about this in our conversation as well, but again, today is Michael's birthday. Happy birthday, Michael. I hope you're having a fantastic birthday, and I hope you have a fantastic birthday weekend. Uh, But tomorrow, uh, he's doing a big birthday show at the Canyon Grill at the Horsetooth Reservoir. So if you ain't got anything to do tomorrow, Saturday, October 15th, Go out to the Canyon Grill and celebrate Michael's birthday by watching Space Monkeys from the Future. There's going to be a lot of music, a lot of entertainment. It's going to be a good night. The full band is going on at 5 p.m., so it's in the afternoon. They're going to play into the night, and hopefully it'll be warm because I think it's outside. Um, But if not, bring a jacket. It's going to be a good time. That's what's important. So happy birthday, Michael. I hope your show is great. I'm sorry that I don't get to be there for your birthday. I would have loved to come out to this show. But again, I'm uh, going to be out of town, so... I don't get to go to this event, but that's that's life. That is life. All right, we're going to start wrapping up. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Good Loveland. If you need to get in contact with the podcast, perhaps you have some feedback you would like to give, or maybe you have an event that you would like featured on the show, or you might want to be a guest on the show, or you know somebody who should be a guest on the show. The best way to get in contact with us is by email to whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. That email again is whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you if you send a nice email. Might even read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you like, subscribe, follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating and review. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash what's good Loveland. And most importantly, tell a neighbor. That's right. Hashtag tell a neighbor. We're trying to grow the show. We're a new podcast and the best way to get people to know about it is word of mouth. So tell your neighbors about this great podcast that is featuring local arts, entertainment, and culture here in Loveland, Colorado. I need your help. So tell somebody. Uh, You can find me on all social media at dboobletts comedy. That's dboobletts comedy on all social media. Thanks again for listening to this episode of What's Good Loveland. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. And until then, remember, stay good, love with you. Have a great week.